If you're trying to keep up with this patriarchal 24 hour cycle where every day is the same, you don't get all those benefits of tuning into this beautiful cycle that we as women have, where your intuition is really going to peak during this time. There was a point in time somewhere up in the ethers when your soul decided to incarnate into the human body you are currently soaking in this episode through. Each of us here on a unique mission with the same goal in mind to experience a life here on earth to its maximum potential. When your soul synthesizes into this journey of being human, patterns get to be broken, purpose gets to be activated, and your power gets to be harnessed. This podcast is for anyone who is emerging, which by definition means to become known. Here, we will discuss the many layers and paths of getting to know who you are at the core by seeking truth, embodying your higher self, and working with many modalities that will support you on your spiritual journey. My name is Kayla Bruton, your host, an old soul, a visionary, a bridge between many worlds, a mentor, and a creatrix. Welcome to the Soul Synthesis Podcast. My intention for this podcast is to walk alongside you as you emerge into all you are destined to become in this lifetime, cultivating conversations that will speak directly to your soul. So take a deep breath and allow your soul to synthesize with the transmissions of today's episode. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode. I have a dear friend of mine, a mastermind sister here with me today, Nikki Delara. We are going to be talking about all things to support women on their journey of just being human, just being on this journey, tuning deeper into their bodies. Nikki, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me to speak. Of course, of course. So I want to kind of give a little background as I do for all of my guests, just on like, how did we even connect? Where where did we kind of cross paths? And so we kind of joined a mastermind together at the same time. And I just remember the day that we were kind of sharing like, this is my name and this is what I do in my business. And you had shared the work that you do in the world. I was like, oh, I need to be friends with this girl. Like she knows some things that I need to know a little bit more about. And so I'm really just honored to have you on here as the expert and in, in tuning into the woman's body and really just like bringing your knowledge and your wisdom to soul synthesis. So thank you again for, for being here. Yes, thank you. It's so funny because I remember the initial message that you sent me to on that meeting. And I remember being really inspired by you and the work that you do. And then you reached out to me and you said something along the lines of like, wait, I'm totally fangirling over here. Like, and I was like, (laughs) wait, me too. (laughs) So that was an awesome mutual experience. Yes. So, so good. So give a little bit of background just to all the listeners. Like, who are you? What is the work that you do in the world? Yes. So hi, everybody who's listening. This is so fun. My name is Nikki Delara. Again, I am a holistic health coach. I work in the realms of 
spiritual and physical healing. And I have specialties with nutrition, especially around women's hormonal health. So I'm really excited for some of the topics that we're going to be diving into today. I've been working and serving and learning in the health and fitness industry for over 14 years now. And I have gone through a lot on my own health journey. And it's been, you know, a lifetime in the making of getting where I am today. And I'm so happy that all of the information that's come to me in my life, whether through personal experience, education, through the universe, that I'm able to be this channel and this funnel to kind of clear out some of the information that I've had to go through on my own journey to be able to share that with others. So I'm really Mm. excited to be here today. So good. I love just the notion of like the deprogramming that had to happen for you to be like, oh, this is actually how I want to live my life and how I want to do things. So I want to just start with a question that I ask every guest that comes on. It can go a little deep and it doesn't have to, but what is one reason that you believe or you know to be true that your soul came here to have this human experience? Oh, wow. Hmm. Give me a moment to to let this marinate. I would have to say that the reason isn't coming from my mind, but from my body, Mm. a deeper intuition that clicks that says, hey, this is the work we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I know when I'm working in alignment with whatever that soul intention was of why I came down for when I feel lit up in the conversations that I'm having in the work that I'm doing. And there have been times in my life that I've strayed from that path and from that light. And I thought I should be doing life a different way, life the way that my parents thought I should be doing it or that society thought I should be doing it, but I Mm. felt drained. And when I work in my light and in alignment with that intention and the purpose of whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing on this earth, whether I'm fully in it or not yet, I can tell that I'm on that right track deep in my body. So good. I just, I love how intricate that is. And also how general of like, I came here to just be in my light, to do things that light me up, that make me excited and to kind of sift and sort through what is in alignment with me and what isn't and just like constantly making those decisions and experiencing the contrast. So good. I love it. And so kind of going a little bit further into your journey and and knowing that your, your expertise is in supporting women and tuning into their body hormonally through nutrition, through cycle syncing. I've talked a lot on here already about like letting your body and your heart be the things that lead you in, in how you live your life and changing your patterns and your ways of being to come into alignment with what is happening in the body. And what I'm noticing for me in my own journey has been that the first thing that came to mind as a woman, like, okay, I need to tune more into my body. It's like, let's talk about this like thing that happens once a month that I've been kind of taught a little bit about, not too much. And at the same time, it's kind of there's a little bit of shame around it. And I'm not really sure how to connect with myself here. And then there's also this point where like, I kind of want to burn everything down. And then there's this other week where like, I want to be friends with everyone. And I put all the things in my calendar. What the hell is happening in my body? And why is it such a roller coaster? I would love to know just from like, what I shared about my own experience, like what is your take on and how has your journey been in coming to discover kind of this modality of like cycle syncing? 
Wow. Yeah. It's been a long journey. And I have to say that it's was most of my life, most of my, you know, life of having a menstrual cycle that I was disconnected from it very deeply. And it wasn't until, you know, not too long ago, really, when you look at the the percent of how long I've had a period for, I really started to come into commune with my own body, which is wild that we can live separately from something that's happening within us. I would say that for so long, I was on hormonal birth control. And hormonal birth control puts a stop to your cycle. It separates you from your own nature. And it was just something that was shoved down my throat at the age of 13. Mm. How sad. I didn't even have time for my cycle to regulate before I was, you know, being told, take this pill, it'll solve your problems. Mm. And I was a little girl. I didn't know any better. I knew very little about having a period. I knew that, you know, I was supposed to be keeping it a secret for some reason. When Mm. I had my period, I was supposed to wrap my products in toilet paper and a pad cover before I put them in the toilet. God forbid there was a sign of blood or Mm. or in the garbage can or or wherever. My mom, I remember being like, you have a brother. He can't see this. And now in retrospect, as an adult, I'm like, why, (laughs) why, why shouldn't he know that (laughs) this is something that's happening for half the population? I think that's one of the gifts of having sibling relationships where it's, brother, sister, you get to peek into the world of the opposing sex from a really different perspective. And it was like, oh, no, he shouldn't know about this. Like your dad and your brother should not know when you're on your period. Mm. I was like, what? Wow. Um, Yeah. So it was something that I was taught from a very young age to, you know, keep a secret that it was dirty if there were any kinds of blood anywhere or any signs of it. And that if I was having a problem with my period, the solution was a pill. That it there was there was nothing else for me besides pills, whether it was birth control, whether it was Advil or Midol, that was it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, you know, I went off and on birth control throughout my life. And I wound up losing my period for a while when I was in high school, unfortunately, due to an eating disorder. Mm. And uh, I was told that, you know, you have to get your period back. So you need to go back on the pill. And so again, right, anytime there was an issue, instead of going to the root, it was here, take a pill. Yeah. So when I finally learned about cycle syncing and taking control and empowering myself through my choices and healing my menstrual cycle from my own choices and actions, lifestyles, size, I could believe that no one had ever told me about this before. Yeah. I love so much of what you're sharing. And I, I feel like it's going to be so relatable in just like how external you were kind of forced to make your relationship with what was happening, like you said, internally. Like there's this entire system, your entire womb that is like having this process happen, but you're being taught to look outside of yourself for the answers and how to process and how to move and how to do things. I just, I feel like that's going to hit home for so many women, even just like 
people listening in general who have anything happening within their body, like, where are you looking outside of yourself for the answers? Where are you looking outside of yourself to understand yourself better? And I think that's something that we're 100% taught. I think it's a very like consumer kind of rooted thing of like, where else can I go to find something to better myself versus like trusting ourselves where we're looking, we're always looking for and things outside of ourselves to fix the things that are happening internally. So I love that that was such a theme and something that's probably going to be so relatable for so many. I would love to know more about the moment that you first kind of started hearing about cycle syncing, like when you were like, oh, what's this? What's this thing about? Ooh, mm mm-hmm. I can't say that I recall a specific first moment, but hmm. I think it was when, you know, several years ago, when I started to finally heal my relationship with my body and my relationship with food, and I started to get very natural about the way that I liked to live, Mm -hmm. birth control was something that felt starkly contrasting to everything else that I was doing with my life. And I began to research and look into other options of, you know, is it possible for me to, you know, have safe sex and not get pregnant if I don't take the pill? Is it possible Mm -hmm. for me to have a peaceful cycle if I don't take the pill? Because I had a lot of period problems growing up, but because I was never taught any other methods than here, take this to fix it, whether it was excessive bleeding or no bleeding or a lot of cramps. I I was never taught anything else. And when I brought it up to my gynecologist the first time, I don't think she's a bad woman. I don't think she's a bad doctor. (laughs) I think it's what she was taught. And she really encouraged me to stay on the pill. She was like, you know, you're essentially her mindset was that as much as I wanted to have a natural cycle without, you know, cramps and I wanted it to be regular. She was like, what was your period like before you went on the pill? So I had all these problems and she was like, well, that's probably what it's going to be like without it. Mm-hmm. And I, it scared me. And I knew from going on and off the pill several times that it takes your body a really long time to regulate to it, to get to that point of where I was at with the pill, where it was, you know, it was basically, I I got to a point where I wasn't even having a period anymore. I wasn't bleeding and I was having like no symptoms because I wasn't having a cycle. And I, I was afraid. I was afraid of what might happen to my body that I worked so hard to build a good relationship with. I was afraid that I was going to hurt myself in some way by coming off of something that had been ingrained in me as helpful. But I began to do some more research because it still just wasn't sitting right with me. I decided to stay on the pill based on her recommendation. And, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't overly pushy. She wasn't like, no, no, no. She was like, you can make your own decision. You can try and and you can come back on the pill. But Mm -hmm. I was so afraid. But during that time, it still wasn't sitting right. I started to have the conversation more with people. I started to vocalize women's health, something that was taught to me, you know, keep it quiet, keep it hush. You don't talk to anybody, but I'm a gynecologist about this and nobody needs to know any details. But I started to ask women, you know, are you on the pill? What do you do? Right. Mm-hmm. And I started to 
meet women who weren't on the pill. And I started to hear about the benefits that they were receiving. And I was really taken aback by that. I was like, wow. And, and this is where it comes into that conversation about how you asked me before, how do I know that my soul is, you know, here doing the right thing? When I was having these conversations with people, when they were telling me about starting to learn how to track your cycle and that your cycle is so much more than just bleeding and not bleeding, it really lit something up in me where the soul inside me was like, hey, follow this, follow this butterfly wherever it's going, learn more. And I just kept learning more and kept learning more until I felt empowered enough to make the decision for myself. I love this so much. And I can already just feel because I'm connecting and relating to so much of, of what, you, what you're saying and your experience. And I also love how you were able to just tie in like, oh, and by the way, like my soul knew this was something I was supposed to continue to do, which also makes sense why you experienced so much contrast like earlier on and so much like kind of difficulty and challenges and like these very like uh, hard, sharp, edgy, like ways of thinking related to your cycle. So I'm curious, like, what would you say is the reason, and there could be multiple of like, why is it important to start to make this shift? Why is it important to start to have a connection with the cycle and the flow of, of the body? And I'm sure we can get into after like, what are the phases? What What is this cycle that we're talking about that we're trying to sink to? But what, why is it important to even start to dabble in this? Ooh, so I do love this question. There's so many benefits to syncing with your cycle. One is it's wildly empowering as a woman to understand more about our health. We are not small men. We are different. We have a different biology and it is incredible. And to learn more, I am a very big knowledge is power person. I love learning and I love learning things that you can apply. And then when you learn something about your body and you start to apply it and you can feel the difference that it's making, wow, it is astronomical, the benefits. I cannot even begin to try and condense it down to say like one reason other than that overarching, mind-blowing transition you will have as a woman. If you have never synced with your cycle before, if you start to do it, wow. And you don't have to do every single thing I mean, you know me, like when we even planned the date of this, I was like, well, I'm going to be in my luteal phase. And <laughs> you don't have to plan your whole life around your cycle, but little things that you can do and you can decide what feels good for you as an individual will make a huge difference. And I have to say that it really helps me on a physical and a spiritual level. So as far as a physical level, my body responds to it so well, so well. I experience less burnout. I experience a better understanding of what to eat and when and how much without questioning. You know, there's so much out there in the nutrition world this, these days. 
it can be very difficult to figure out what is working for you and what is sustainable because those are really two different things. I've done diets that worked for me but weren't sustainable for me. This feels sustainable because I'm just listening to my body all the time and it feels so good. And then when you have that experience of listening to your body all the time in the physical, I think that's where you start to get into those spiritual benefits because when you learn how to deeply tune into your body's needs, you're sharpening your intuition on a daily basis. And the stronger my intuition becomes, the more in tune I feel with all of my spiritual needs and that soul alignment that we've kind of referred to throughout this episode. This is, I'm like, this is why I fangirl over Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is such a natural like knowing because you've done the work and you've like done the research and you've been dedicated to this journey that like I can feel how embodied you are in these practices and this way of living and like it is such a call up to just be like how do I want to be or if I want to be more in my power like what's the how how do I do it tune into your body like listen to your cycles and I think that's a call up that like any woman can can kind of like accept the invitation to really because there's always room to deepen your intuition there's always room to step more into your power and if this is something that you haven't quite like flipped the switch on and actually started activating and connecting with like for everyone listening like let this be that invitation like let nikki be the permission slip you need to start tuning into your body and really starting to understand like what you eat, how you eat, all of those kinds of things. So let's get into the phases. Like walk me through, walk us through the phases of the cycle, why they're important. Maybe like some of the very basics of like people are just getting to know about what cycle syncing is. So let's give us like the cycle syncing 101 intro, if you will. I would love to. This is a favorite topic of mine. (laughs) Surprise. I hope you are soaking in so much from the transmissions of today's episode. Ladies, this invitation is for you. There's a lot of conversation around the divine feminine rising, stepping into your feminine energy, feeling your feelings, tuning into your body, all of that good stuff. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, especially if you're listening to this podcast. And as much as all of that is true, there's also this element of you as a woman that still wants to get shit done, that still wants to check the boxes on her to-do list to achieve her goals, to remain driven and committed to the life she is creating. And essentially, what you're seeking is a balance between being in your feminine, flowing and being free and receiving, while also still having structure and the ferocity that comes with being in your masculine at the same time. I completely understand the yearning for this balance. And quite frankly, when we are out of balance here, this is where we become burnt out, we become depleted, we become exhausted. And I don't know about you, but it is not often that I see a woman choosing rest, choosing to tune into her body and deciding that she is going to honor where she is at emotionally or physically. 
before deciding to check all the boxes on the to-do list. So if you are this overachieving woman, the nine-to-fiver, the student, the entrepreneur, the woman who wants it all, but honestly, you don't want to have to do it all, I invite you to join me on April 19th to learn how to get shit done the feminine way. This is a free Emerge webinar where I will be walking you through different strategies and modalities to reconnect with your higher self, the wisdom of your body, and your internal energy system. If you can't make it live, not a problem at all. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to register. A replay will be sent out, and I hope to see you there. For those of you who may not know, and please feel no shame around not knowing, I consider myself, you know, well-versed in this now, but for a long time, I was not. So if this is the very first time you're hearing about this, welcome, you are supposed to be here. So there's four phases of our menstrual cycle. Also, I'll sometimes refer to it as the moon cycle. So if that pops up in our conversation, they are interchangeable in this way and, and for this context. And we can talk about that at another time because that's also a fun conversation. But (laughs) so there's the follicular phase, the ovulatory phase, the luteal phase, and the menstrual phase. Most people are only familiar with the menstrual phase, which is the phase in which we bleed. And then the premenstrual phase, but oftentimes people aren't aware that that's actually the luteal phase. And the luteal phase is longer than just those like premenstrual days. So I think that's pretty cool. The follicular phase is, and now I do want to give a disclaimer. Some experts in the cycle syncing world will consider the menstrual phase to be phase one. And some experts consider the follicular phase to be phase one. I personally don't think it really matters because it's a cycle. You're flowing through no matter what. So, I mean, the menstrual phase and then the follicular phase will always happen back to back. So it doesn't really matter as long as you understand that. For the purpose of today's episode, I'm going to consider the follicular phase as phase one. So follicular phase is your new cycle. You're finished bleeding and you're starting to get your energy back. You're starting to feel alive again. You're starting to feel like you want to go out, do things with friends, make plans, get creative, maybe start to work out again, get a little bit of more movement, and your energy levels are starting to rise. With those energy levels, your hormones are starting to rise. It goes in sync. It's And this is where you get this really cool combination of science and intuition. I love it. And then (laughs) the phase two is your ovulatory phase. So this is when we ovulate, when the body releases an egg. This is when you're going to have peak energy. This is when likely your interest in sex is going to peak. You're going to appear most attractive. And I think that's really cool. The skin will glow. You will have excellent communication skills. Your flirting might be better during this phase. It likely will. Give it a try. (laughs) And whether you're single in a relationship, everybody should be flirting more, in my opinion. It's fun. It's good for you. (laughs) This is the time to, you know, really book like a presentation, ask for a raise, go on first date. Be daring. This is a really fun time. 
ovulation doesn't last for too long though, but you will feel an afterglow, if you will, as the luteal phase starts. So the luteal phase is phase three, and there's really two parts to the luteal phase. There's the early luteal and the late luteal. So blessedly, I'm in the early luteal right now. So I'm definitely still feeling like the afterglow of ovulation. You're likely still gonna have higher energy at this point, but you may notice that your energy levels are slowly starting to recede. At this point, it's good to do a lot of back end type of work, you know, things that are a little more routine, as opposed to in the follicular phase, it's more that creative energy. And then in the late luteal, this is you're really winding down now you're getting this is the premenstrual phase PMS, if you will. But I have other feelings on PMS that I won't get into right now. But you know, this is the time to wrap things up bring things to a close. And the body is actually primed to do this because of increased levels of progesterone during this time in our cycle. So the body is like, hey, we're going to wrap things up. It's a good time to, you know, finish those projects that you've been putting off your whole cycle because you were running around going out with friends. This is the time to be like, I need to stay home tonight. And I need to, you know, pay all those bills, write all those emails, whatever. And it's a really great time too, because your energy levels are lower. Your body's going to be like, Hey, actually it sounds, that sounds really good to me to stay in this night and get some work done and then just chill out. And then you get into the menstrual phase. And the reason that I've, for the purpose of this episode, consider the menstrual phase as phase four is because each menstrual phase to us is a love letter from our body. It's telling us, you know, Hey, this is what we experienced during our last three phases. And this is how we're giving you information right now. So the color and quality of your bleed will tell you something about how your cycle was, how you were to your body during these last several phases. Um, it will, the length of your cycle, you know, is reflective as well. Whether your menstrual phase comes early or late is also reflective of, you know, how well you treated your body, your mind, your spirit during this last cycle. So that's why I'm putting the menstrual phase at the end is because it's a reflection of what just happened over the last few weeks. This is the time to, you know, really deeply tune into your intuition and tune into that letter from your body. It's time. You're in this really heightened state of intuition. And one time I brought that up to a group of women and a couple people mentioned how they were surprised that the menstrual phase was a high time of intuition because they felt particularly cloudy during this time. Mm. And I brought up that there's a difference between the quality of our thoughts and the quality of our intuition. Mm. And if we are over stimulating the mind and the body during the menstrual phase that can cloud the intuition it can you know create this kind of brain fog because you're working against your body during this time if you're trying to keep up with this patriarchal 24-hour cycle where every day is the same you don't get all those benefits of tuning into this beautiful cycle that we as women have where your intuition is really going to peak during this time this is like I hope everyone like pauses and rewinds and just take takes notes because implementing these for myself have been like groundbreaking of just understanding 
when should I have more things in my calendar? When should I not? And just having kind of this relationship with like, oh, this is the direction we're heading versus being completely thrown off guard by what's happening in my mood, in my body, in my energy levels. And I just remember being in in phases for myself of like, why am I so irritable right now? Oh my gosh, like I don't have time to be this tired. And just like those types of thoughts would, would kind of always play out for me. And I love that you said that the the menstruation and the bleed is like a love letter from your body. And I think that that's going to hit home for so many because it's such a time that we have been conditioned to be shamed for, to kind of reject and be disgusted. And I can even just think of like, oh, like I started my period, right? Like just that notion and that energy behind it. And it's like, you're rejecting yourself in that time where your body is like, and here is the synopsis of the last month and how it's been and how we can move forward and what we need right now. And I just think about so many women who are like, I don't know what's wrong with me, or I don't know what's happening, or like, I'm having this one problem and I can't figure out where it's coming from, or I've been suffering from X, Y, and Z for so long. And I just can only imagine like if by making that commitment and that choice to decide to listen to your body during that week and tuning more inwards, right? Versus deciding to try and get all the things done. I love how you said, like, if you're overstimulated and you're doing too much, like, of course, you're going to feel cloudy because your intuition is trying to come online. And that needs stillness. That needs peace. That needs solitude. That needs like this very reflective inward kind of energy versus ovulation. Like, you want to connect, you want to be out with people, you're glowing, you're in your light. That like makes perfect sense why you would want to be out in front of people because you're fully in your light versus like, this is a time for inward darkness and that's okay. And I think when we avoid that over and over and over again, that once a month time to go inward and be in the dark, like we're kind of robbing ourselves of, of how light it could actually be, how connected we could actually be with other people because we are so deeply connected with ourselves. So it just like really is, it's so cohesive to the idea of like how we want to show up in, in our own journeys, whether we run businesses or we have a family or we're in a relationship, like it affects all of those areas. And I can clearly see that. And I know everyone else will too, just by how you were able to, to break that down. So thank you. Like, again, please rewind, please take notes. (laughs) Nikki, like really dropped some wisdom there. So thank you for breaking that down. I'm curious. And I kind of like saw your face as I was saying, just like for the busy woman, who's like, you should be doing things one way versus another during this time. How is For someone who is like, and I can say this for the two of us, we're very like go-getters, make things happen, like overachievers, like we know what we want and we're going to, we're going to get it. What would you say for the person who is so committed to maybe their work or maybe they're, they're a mom or they have all these like hefty responsibilities and roles to play. And they're like, I don't even have time to start to think about this. What would you say to that person? I'm really glad you asked this question because I think that it's, it's tough because especially with that particular objection of, I don't even have time to think about this. I think I would invite them to consider what if it made everything easier? What if it gave you more time? Because that's how I feel. 
that is a massive benefit. And I agree, you and I, I mean, we're out here, business owners, multiple business owners, and, you know, nobody's doing the work but us. (laughs) So I started to live cyclically. And you know that I've had a personal journey with learning not to rush. When I started to live cyclically, one of the benefits was this new concept that time was always going to be there. There was always going to be more of it because time kept cycling back around instead of moving on one linear frame. Mm. And instead of it being this line that I needed to catch up with, it was like, oh, I didn't get to this, this follicular phase. I'm going to have another follicular phase. I didn't get to this, this ovulatory phase. I'm going to have another ovulatory phase. Mm. And it also, you will be more productive in each phase if you live in alignment with those phases. So if I try to do really creative things during my late luteal phase, it might take me forever. But if I do it in my follicular phase, I might bang out five pieces of content like that. And so if you start to, you know, live in alignment with your cycle, that feeling of, I don't have time to think about this. Well, you probably will. If you, if you try this, <laughs> I also want to mention that, and I said this before, you don't have to cycle sync everything. You can start with simple changes that will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, they feel called to align themselves with the nutrition first. I'm actually going to be hosting a workshop on that soon. And simple things as even cycling, which vegetables or cooking methods you do in the different phases can make a big difference. Mm. Um, Your exercise makes a big difference. And I'm a big exercise person. I didn't mention it before in my intro, but I am a yoga instructor. I teach vinyasa and aerial yoga and private yoga. I'm very active. I used to do powerlifting. I still work out. I still lift weights, but I'm a very active woman. And I had this concept for years that I needed to work out like a man, right? Like that I not, I didn't even, I don't even think I put those words on it because I didn't realize what I was doing at the time, but Mm -hmm. I thought that I needed to work out, you know, four to seven times a week. If I wanted to see those gains, I thought that I needed to have this very consistent exercise regimen. And when I say consistent, I mean, kind of like doing the same thing every single week. Whereas now I realize that if I work out more during my follicular and ovulatory phases and less during my luteal menstrual phase, my body responds to this so much better, so much better. So, you know, you don't have to do everything at once, but the little changes are ultimately going to be so beneficial. Like if you're living And I want to ask the person who that's their objection is I don't even have time to think about this. Mm -hmm. Is that the state that you want to live in? Yeah. Do you want to live like, I don't have time for anything, right? I don't have time for X, right? Whatever that is for you, whether it's thinking about implementing cycle syncing, whether it's thinking about any form of self-care like that, is that how you want to live? Like, what if you just tried living differently for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I love the invitation to be like, 
okay, if you don't have time, like what if this is the answer to solving that story that you keep telling yourself over and over again? And so if we could give that person and even someone who maybe isn't busy and they're really open, like they're like, yes, give me more. Like, I want to start implementing this. Like what's, what's that initial first step to just be like, I want to learn more about this. And maybe it's something that they do on their own and it's super simple. They don't have to change much about their routines or how they're doing things, but they just want to start incorporating the energy of really like it's essentially activating a level of feminine power to to start connecting with with your cycle. So what would you say would be like one thing? It's like if you want to get started on this, here's the thing to do. Yeah, so I would say start tracking your cycle. That's it has to be the first thing that you do otherwise you're not going to know which phase you're in or have any concept of the time and the length of your cycle. So for me, I love using a physical planner and right next to the date, I'll put a little one, two, three of whatever day of my cycle I'm on. And as far as, you know, with this podcast episode, I recommended follicular phase as phase one. So the first day of your follicular phase would be the first day that you're not bleeding. And that would be your day one of your cycle. And then say like the next day is day two, the next day is day three and so on until the last day of your bleed, right? And it's a really simple thing. I would say that it has to come first because otherwise you can't really start to implement anything else if you don't know where you're at, but it'll give you an idea of you know, how long your cycle is, that's really important. And you may start to notice that your cycle is not the same length every month. And then you can start to reflect on why is it not the same length? Because, right, as I mentioned before, whether your your bleed comes early or late or on time is reflective of how you were treating yourself that last month. So that could be one, you know, simple thing, Mm -hmm. one simple thing to start. And then for somebody who already tracks their cycle, let me think about this as a really simple thing that you could do. I would say, you know, say that, for example, on average, a woman's cycle is, you know, 28 days comes up a lot, but I think I see a lot of women who have a longer cycle than that. So let's say 30 days, easy math too. So say the first half of your cycle is days one through 15, try to schedule, you know, more fun outings during this time. And during days 16 to 30, try to schedule more you time. I would say that's a really simple thing that you could start to implement and just see how it feels. Yep. I love that. And in terms of tracking, I don't know like if there's a difference between any of them, but I have found a app like on my phone, there's plenty of them. That is another way to also like keep it accessible. The physical planner, I love the idea of like day one, writing it and just like tracking it that way. And for the person who is like, okay, I'm already tracking and I kind of know where I'm at. How do I take this a step further? Like when am I in an outward phase versus when am I in an inward phase? And just blocking it by two to just get started sounds like very easy to integrate. So I really, I really love that. Yeah. And it's, that's very generalized too. Like, obviously not everybody is going to be like one to 15 and then like 16 to 30. Like it depends because some people have, you know, longer follicular phase. Some people have longer luteal phase, 
Um, and I do work with people one-on-one -on -one to help them understand how their particular cycle is. But as a general recommendation, if you're just like wondering, yeah, I think yeah. that's a, that's a nice way to, to kind of dip your toe in at least. So good. And you literally just segued right into exactly what I was like, all right, like everyone's got questions. They probably want to connect with this deeper, want to take it further, whether they're new to the journey or not. I would love for you to share, Nikki, like how can people stay connected with you? This conversation was so enlightening just for myself and really just a call up once again to really tune even deeper into what my body has to say and like read the love letter once a month. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to use that language for myself all the time now. So thank you for, for that gem. But yeah, share with the community, like where can they connect with you? What I know you said you have a workshop coming up, like share all of the things that are happening in your world. Yes. Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Nikki Delera, N-I-K-I-D-E-L-L-E-R-A. And that's where I'm most active as far as social media platforms. I have the same Facebook as well, if you prefer, if that's your platform of choice. I hope to be guesting on several more podcasts. Maybe one day I'll come back here. That would be great. And I do have a workshop coming up that I don't have the date set yet. But if you follow me on social media, I'll certainly be posting about it there. I also do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. And we do so much more than just cycle syncing. Cycle syncing is really one of the tools and modalities that I use as far as holistic health coaching. So I help my clients identify their top three goals as far as reclaiming their power in their health and in their vitality. And then we create an individualized plan to get you there. As I mentioned, I have a large and diverse background in different health and wellness realms. And I really combine Eastern and Western practices where I use yoga and Ayurveda, but then also, you know, lifting Western nutrition. And that's one of the things I love about cycle syncing is cycle syncing is almost already a fusion of Eastern and Western practices, because there's so much science involved. But then there's, you know, so much of that deeper listening to your body, and that type of modality with it. So I love working with my clients one on one, we just really dive deep and create powerful transformations. Similar to the ones I've had for myself, honestly, where you know, I raved a healthy relationship with food and my body for so long went through, you know, I mentioned earlier on this episode, I had an eating disorder and eating disorders linger. They're not like, okay, one day you're healed and ready to go. Bye. They, they stick with you for a while, unfortunately. And even when you, you know, may have recovered, it can take time to find that place where you feel really good about how you're treating your body and really confident about the way that you eat, the way that you exercise and knowing that you are your best cheerleader, your best caretaker. So I love helping my clients create that relationship for themselves with themselves. And yeah, so that would be, yeah, find me on Instagram reach out to me, send me a message. If you listen to this podcast, or if any of this is resonating with you, I'm happy to have a deeper conversation. I love talking about this. 
So good. Yeah. And I can, I can feel your passion and again, just your embodiment in, in this work that you do. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and just listening to that, that soul kind of call that you had. And you shared at the beginning of like doing what lights you up, because I know that this conversation is really going to deeply resonate. And as you were speaking, it kind of popped in my mind a few times, like ladies, if you're listening to this and you're deeply resonating with, with this message, and maybe you're in a relationship or you have a girlfriend or friends or your mom or your sister or an aunt who like, could really benefit from understanding just the power and the importance of connecting to your body. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, ladies, like send this to your man, like, so he can understand what's going on in your body, like what's happening with you and, and develop that relationship. Send it to your sister, send it to your aunt, send it to someone who, you know, could really be activated and, and needs this in their life. So thank you again, Nikki, for all of your wisdom, everything that you had to share today, all of the details for what Nikki has going on in her world will be below in the show notes. Thank Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And again, I'm just so grateful to be on this journey of synthesizing with you. Thank you so much for having me. I loved talking with you. I really hope we can do this again. And yes, it's, it's weird that I'm like, I'm excited for the episode to come out so I can listen to us talk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Quickly, I want to say that I'm so glad that you brought up sharing this with men in your life. I'm a really mm -hmm. big advocate for that. So Everybody good. needs to know about this. It's not just for people who are bleeding once a month. Yes, for sure. So share this episode if it resonated and connect with us over on Instagram. All the details in the show notes and we will see you on the next one. Bye.